What's up, you fucking dicks? <laughs> How y'all doing tonight? It's the series finale podcast. The only Boston podcast that we watched the last three episodes. <laughs> no, wait, what? We watched the last episode of a show we've never even seen. Never even seen. Never even seen. And in this case, most people never even saw this entire show. I'm John Paul. I'm Zach. And I'm Jack. In this week's episode... I usually don't do the introductions, folks. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This episode, free episodes come out every single Sunday. We also have bonus episodes that come out on Patreon every Thursday at patreon.com slash series finale. Check it out. Like our socials, Facebook, Instagram. We're out there. We're doing. We're, we're incorporating the meme minute into your socials. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. We love you. Should we restart this? Was this no, 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 absolutely not, absolutely not. I want to keep this in here. We've just <laughs> eaten some muffins, so maybe our blood sugar is all absolutely. Low. That but could we're, be it. we're being a little relaxed, we're a little back in the pocket, kind of doing that '60s cool. Because this show yeah. that we watch yes. is about that '60s cool lifestyle. We watched the show called Playboy Club. The Playboy Club. This is a historic moment for the podcast. This is the show. Where we have watched, I don't know how to phrase this. This is the lowest amount of episodes of any show we've watched by far. Yes. Right. This the is finale- episode three. Yeah, episode three <laughs> is the finale of the show. This show was canceled almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this show lasted less than a month. This is an NBC show, so yeah. major network. Yeah. It, like, high production value. There's a guy who looks kind of like John Hamm, so I assume that they were expecting <laughs> this would be a hit. Yeah. And yeah. it would launch his career. Why was this show canceled? Did we know? Has anybody researched it? No, uh, I've just been doing my research on the Playboy brand. Right. It's, um, it was not like a you know, Sons of Gun situation where somebody was, uh, you know, convicted <laughs> of a crime or anything like that. Uh, I think it was just uh, low, low ratings, most likely. And also, I read that when this show was announced, there was immediate hard pushback from the religious right on the idea of having a show about Playboy on NBC at like, you know, 9 p.m. or maybe 10 p.m. What does it matter? It's interesting. Playboy has a lot of enemies from both the right and the left. Yeah. Feminists hate Playboy. A lot of people hate Playboy. Well, this not the not, ultimate not, feminists. Not the ultimate feminists. <laughs> yes. Right. Ultimate feminists understand that sex work <laughs> is next to godliness. You're talking about second wave. Yeah, they were trying to recreate a retro Mad Men vibe. It, it right. did yes. feel that way. They were. Yeah. yeah they Mad Men was a was. I mean, actually, Mad Men was a moderate success in terms of ratings, but it was a cultural like it did very it, it culturally did really well. Yeah. The what this show has this show has the beautiful uh, set decoration. It's got the beautiful people. What this show doesn't have is the amazing writing that <laughs> Mad Men has. No, it yeah. also doesn't have the freedom to deal with like such a lascivious topic by being on network TV. This should have been on cable. It should have been on a smaller network. And should I have been it on Showtime. You know, who, actually had naked people. Do you know who said that as well? Who? Hugh Hefner. Hef. Hefner said the same thing. He said that uh, he liked the concept of the show, but that being on network television really kind of tied their hands on what they could show and what, they, what kind of storylines they could deal with. This is something that should have a show. There were Playboy clubs all over the country, including in Boston, for a good 30 years. This Chicago, 30 years? I had no idea. This Chicago Playboy club was the highest grossing nightclub in the world. For several years. Really? It was wow. extremely popular. There's still one in London. They tried to make one in New York last year that lasted less than a year. People like threw it together with Me Too and said it was a bad time for it. <laughs> uh, they had them in casinos. These were extremely popular. What are they? 
They were just nightclubs. They would have a cigar room. They would have like the cocktail waitresses in the bunny suit. Right. And then you would just go and drink and they were members only. So it was a status symbol. You had to have a key. Yes. And and they said when they did research, only 21% of members ever stepped foot in a club. It was like cool to, if you were a rich guy, you would be a member of the Playboy Club, even if you never went. So yeah, they talk about that in the show, key holders. So you have to, do you have to use your key to get inside, you know? I think you have to show it to the door bunny Uh, and then you're good. That's less funny. Door bunny? (laughs) Yeah. Just like a giant black bouncer in a bunny outfit. Six, 350 pound black guy. Sheldon Love from, uh, (laughs) Sheldon Love from Dog the Bounty Hunter is the, is, uh, (laughs) that's, that's really interesting. So you need a key, but you don't need the key. Yeah. And, And then, there's entertainment and there's beautiful women, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think there were serious comedians who would do shows here. Definitely. Don Rickles, man. Yeah. It was uh, seemed a great. A lot of people did it. But why did it fall out of favor? I don't know. I th- they it, got it's, dirty. It's surprising to me that Playboy was kind of more of a fad than it was like an enduring institution. Playboy was cutting edge for the while and was trying to bring pleasure into the mainstream and like make it a fold of everyone's life. Yeah. And then it did. So then they didn't need a quote unquote magazine <laughs> to celebrate sex because people were just cool with sex. Do you think that was that or do you think it was just the internet pornography? Internet no, I pornography think, I think sex help. is such a part of... People talk about it all the time, so they don't need to... S- You'd be such a nerd if you were like, let's have a club to celebrate how cool sex is. <laughs> but we won't even have sex. We'll just talk about how we're cool people who have sex. But know? it did <laughs> seem like that was what the goal of the nightclub was, to like celebrate that we think sex That's is cool. That's what the brand was. Though. Do you guys uh-huh. remember seeing... Uh, I mean, you guys might not even have... Looked at pornographic magazines when you were younger. We did. We you did. did? Okay. I didn't. Gallo did. Video used to have a porn section, right? Yeah. In Video. Shrewsbury, Mass. Yeah, next to Blockbuster. Who ran Indian Guy? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and my buddies, if you walked through the bathroom, if you asked to go to the bathroom, they'd walk you through the porn section. Oh. And my buddies would grab the magazines and shove them up their shirts and try and like and run out, basically. Oh, like not even not even sneakily, just grab them and get, just dash I, out. I think they tried to do it sneakily, but it, I'm sure it looked insane. From the, <laughs> so the, the you people s- running Gal Video were probably just like, I'm you, just not going to stop this 12 year old. Do you remember anything about the magazines that you saw when you were young? Uh, bushes. <laughs> bushes. I mean, it was more bushy back in the day. Yeah. Um, I, I remember my cousin showed me one once and I was male like, or female. And like I, my male cousins, they showed me one at this kid's house where it's like his Wait. mom was never around, and uh, she they would just like do whatever they wanted during the summer. And I remember like being like, "Oh, thanks, letting me look at this magazine." And then I just like went to the bathroom and masturbated to this magazine while everybody else was like out playing, but just <laughs> wiffle ball. not even wiffle ball. They were all out like watching porn. <laughs> or like smoking weed Whoa. in like the living room and it was Thank and there was God. like a couple girls over who had like tongue rings and it was just like this is crazy and I'm just jerking off and they all knew I was jerking off and it was like yeah of course that's what you would do you have porn right now <laughs> how old are you that's probably like 13 that sounds like the playboy club for 8th grade <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was probably 7th or 8th grade yeah. and I was like this is amazing where are the parents <laughs> <laughs> good thing that uh that uh Indian colonization has moved all those people out of those areas. <laughs> right. That's Indian good. Col- the Indian colonization of Shrewsbury has been uh, a, a running theme, and it, it's really a good thing. <laughs> all right? I just want to say, any jokes I've made about it, I think it's been good for No, Shrewsbury. it's good that Shrewsbury is Indian now. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And 
after we did our uh, <laughs> after we did our live show at Woohaha Comedy Club, check out that episode. It's out now. Mash. Mash. Uh, I did go to the Shrewsbury Target on the way back home. And I did text Jack that he was right, that there were <laughs> quite a lot of Indian people <laughs> shopping at the Target in Shrewsbury. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they're going to have to change the, the the mascot, the colonial mascot, to a different version. A new Indian. The, yeah. sh- the new Shrewsbury <laughs> Indian. Uh, the Shrewsbury Colonials will now be the Shrewsbury Indians. What, nice. what would be the version of the Playboy Club now? Mm. Is there one now? There's one in London. If I ever go to London, I'm definitely going to go. It would they be have a cigar lounge. No. I would go just for that reason. Here's what I'm thinking. Reddit Gone Wild, the club. Oh, oh that? dude, that's a Zach? great idea. What, what, would, what would that club be like? So uh, you, walk, if, to, you walk in and the, you immediately strip nude and take nude photos of yourself and post them <laughs> online. No, no. They would be what it would be, would be. You'd walk in and there would be one room for Reddit Gone Wild 18. And then the next room would be Reddit Gone Wild over 30. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the, you would have to decide which one you want to go down. Okay. And um, you have to show your ID. I don't know. That would be it pretty much. <laughs> and the whole time people are assuring you that what you're doing is not pornographic. <laughs> right, right. I walked by a bar in Manhattan yesterday that said, please respect our 23 plus age um, requirement. What? How interesting is that? I don't know if that's legal. It is. I don't want a college bar. I've looked into it. I've I've read online. According to what I've read, you can discriminate against people for being young, but not for being old. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so weird. So you have an 18, if you're having like 18 year old night at your bar, which like some bars do. 18 plus nights. Yeah, but you could you couldn't be like okay, and nobody over 22 is. No, that's here. why like one or two 50 year olds go to 18 plus <laughs> nights. That's so sketchy. All right, so I think po- it's fine. Let's get a broad strokes breakdown. Yes, broad, broad strokes, strokes breakdown. breakdown. We see the, the Chicago, Playboy Club. the Chicago Playboy Club is the epicenter of political activity in Chicago. <laughs> There's a guy who's dating the like maitre d, the head madame of the Playboy Club, basically, and Nick he's Dalton. Yeah. Nick Dalton's running for state attorney. He's dating this woman and he has to get a beard girlfriend to be like more presentable to the public. Meanwhile, a reporter from the Chicago Daily News has infiltrated the ranks of the bunnies and is trying to leak bad press. Right. That is it. Yep. Um, they, they also allude to at the end of the episode that the beard wife is a lesbian. Yes. You get that there, yeah, yeah, she is a lesbian. They introduce it as wicked hot woman. I know. It's like, and it's like yes. two very sexy lesbians. That's why at one point she says, we're both going to get something out of this. Oh. And, yeah. and she gives him 50K or something. Yeah, I didn't really get that part. She's the daughter of like Illinois' wealthiest man. Right. And so then, but she gives him 50K for what reason? To I Probably to marry her. Probably to take it a step further. Yeah, because wow. if she's married... She can eat all the pussy she wants. That's right. That's how it works. Right. That's like really interesting. I'm surprised this show... I'm surprised this show was canceled after three because it is salacious enough where it's like people might just glom onto it just for... It's also I mean, it was interesting boring. and it's slick. Like the setting is very luxurious. Mm. The setting but you know what? Good. They had the mob involved. There was a murder. Someone was, was murdered too at much the club. Involved. Like the there were first... too many plots and a lot of them weren't interesting. But right. the essential thing of Nick Dalton running for state attorney is interesting enough. Right. So that's why like Mad Men like it grew over time. Like the insanity of the stories grew over time. Yeah. Right? And also, I mean, Mad Men, the, the, the John Hamm character, what's his name again? Um. Oh fuck! 
Fuck, sorry. Whatever. The guy that John Hamm played, he was a very interesting multi-layered character right. who like had a lot going on. Whereas Nick Dalton, a lot of these characters, they're very one-dimensional. Nick Dalton, he wants to be a politician, and so they just show him going through the motions right. to make the, that happen. Also, the timeline of this sh- show makes no fucking sense Set at all. Set in like, 1963, right. right? Or something like that? Yeah, I think right when the Playboy Chicago Club opened. Yeah. But the episode itself is like all over the place. Literally, a guy's like, hey, I want you to meet this woman to run for mayor. The next second, he's in the, like, dinner with the whole family, like, Mm -hmm. getting the endorsement from the dead. Then there's a point where the woman's like, oh, I'll get a job to, I'll get a job here to write a story about the underground, the, the bad parts of the Playboy Club. Within about, within another 15 minutes of the episode, she's She's had the job. She's done a shift. She's been fired. She's written an <laughs> article, and it's been published. The other thing Maureen. I hated was yeah. she's calling in tips from the phone oh, in the Playboy logger room. So stupid. It's like, dude, how bad is your memory? You just hold on to this to the end of the shift. That's, yeah, one of so the, that's one of the biggest critiques I had of the show is that these characters, they just do stupid stuff just because it advances the storyline. Like, for right. instance, Maureen, the bunny who is an undercover reporter, uh, she's outside talking to the editor when that's how she's discovered. She's outside talking to the editor, like just right outside at the, the club, Playboy at club. the yes. Playboy Club. And then the Madame is like, "I know that guy. He is a reporter." And that's it. She gets found out. Yes, it's like, it's so why stupid. couldn't they just walk across the street? It's, it's right. just they're just doing dumb stuff. Well, to service around. Wait, but before I, we get into that, do you guys think that we will ever do a live podcast at the Playboy Mansion? The Playboy Mansion has been sold. The Hefners no longer own to the Playboy a podcast Mansion. studio. Yes, we, thank God. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, the Playboy I pre- Mansion is I no longer who owns. I'm like fairly interested in Playboy as a brand. You right. know what got me on it is I went to the cigar bar in Williamsburg and I was like alone, and so I read this book that the Playboy Guide to Cigars, and it was great. Yeah, and I was like, damn, Playboy sounds amazing. Did they give a detailed breakdown on the Monica Lewinsky cigar? <laughs> no, they didn't. They might. I'm sure there were Playboy cartoons. Yeah. Like oh, John Updike wrote short stories for Playboy. There's just been so much that has happened in Playboy that I find it fascinating. Right. The new one that you have, how, how are the articles? Dude, there's this great article with gay Zach black... Zach is a Playboy subscriber now. Gay black playwright Jeremy O'Harris, whose play Slave Play is all, he's just black closed on, on, uh, <laughs> on Broadway. I read the whole thing about Slave Play. Uh, and then the problem, though, some of the articles are great. There's an article about uh, over-tourism in Iceland, and then some of them are too much about sex and sex positivity. And I am famously a sex-negative guy. <laughs> so, like, there's right. articles about the porn industry and OnlyFans and how people are making money, which I guess is vaguely interesting, but not that interesting. Right. Other right. big complaints I skip have? everything about pleasure and, like, the <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> yeah, I skip it. I, uh-huh. I know the, the articles about playwrights. Yeah. I know the other big problem you have is there's the, the center, the fold-out center folds not focus on the feet dude there's actually a fair <laughs> amount of foot action in playboy <laughs> what? i will tell you that what yeah, wow. yeah not that i have no looking, idea but it's there <laughs> it looks like a bellator fight in there. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of the uh the playboy bunny outfit i think it's sexy yeah it was fine i think it would have been like really sexy in 1963 right, right. yeah i like a unitard what did we think about the cone breast what's with the cone breast I think that was the just pointy the style. Thing. Why would they make that? It's very, I, I tried to look it up. I don't know. I mean, it adds a little danger to lovemaking when you could almost lose your eye. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Put your eye out with that. Right, thing. right. No, that, but you're definitely true. It's very honest about how, like, they just extend the plot for, like, very stupid reasons with, like, very... Like, there was a scene that I really hated. I mean, um, 
show is canceled after three episodes. Yeah. I, I don't know if we'll ever this this will probably never get topped in terms of how quickly it was canceled because we've done shows like series on our podcast premium uh, series pilots. We've done shows that didn't get picked up, but this was picked up scheduled to run for seven episodes only aired three four episodes never aired it's no, weird no. like why not how would you lose money by airing it the final four you i know? mean I, the, the ratings must have been just so abysmal that anything they put there would have done better and how was there not hefner was not really a character in this he was actually he, he has a, a very call. brief cameo we're gonna actually gonna hear that in uh clip something but i, I don't get why you wouldn't make hugh hefner like the, the focal the point. big dog right uh, originally the character of nick dalton was gonna be played by someone named jeff hefner and i looked into it it's not hugh hefner's kid which is bizarre the whole thing's odd <laughs> the whole thing is odd it is it's that it doesn't make sense there's no reason for the show to exist mad men was already on just watch it's that so i didn't watch mad men except for the pilot but it was funny you in instantly see it and you're like oh they're trying to do Mad Men yeah 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 it's just very <laughs> transparent that, like who its influences are but which I, I did you can find interesting you can see their influence from Mad Men in that the characters will sometimes deliver very clunky lines like Ugh. like the one woman goes like uh, she goes like, uh, well, I'm not running for office. It's a man's world. <laughs> like, <laughs> so politics is a man's game. It's like right. this woman gleefully being like, a I am a oppressed woman. And she says, but I still want a seat at the table. Ah, uh, you know, I'm going to give a little credit no, to the playboy. You know what? <laughs> the, the scene I was thinking about was, so there's one playboy bunny who may have killed a mob boss maureen yes maureen and then there's and another playboy bunny who killed someone in a car <laughs> right the place is full of murders right, right. maureen so nick dalton saying maureen the mob guy's brother or son is like looking for this dude like stay away from this guy don't and talk she to just him. hangs. And she's she like, constantly gonna, is trying to interact she's with the like, guy. i'm gonna fix this and it's like maureen what is there to fix you <laughs> murdered a man like, right this and is then, not good sister and one point he's like oh you uh she he's she's like, do you want to smoke? And he's like, no, I don't smoke. He's like, well, let me know when you start. I it's like, that's kind of a nice line, though. <laughs> kind of, it was hot, but uh, it was that, like that. Uh, that sort of um, meeting between Maureen and the mob boss. Actually, I, I believe clip one. Let's Is it that. clip one for Maureen and the mob boss? <laughs> <laughs> Would you call that clip one? Nick Dalton warned me about you. He's just jealous. He thinks you're dangerous. Given the right circumstances, everybody's dangerous. <laughs> Not me. Beautiful women are the most dangerous thing in the world. Yeah, you still want to talk to me. Nothing's wrong with a little danger. It keeps things interesting. Okay. So ask me what you want to ask me. Not here. Tomorrow night. <laughs> As this guy starts to give a speech, I look over and see Daly's lips moving. Swear to God, word for word. <laughs> like uh, Edgar, what's his name with the puppet? Edgar Bergen. <laughs> so, Mr. Dalton, if a downstate Republican has Daly pulling his strings, how's a young kid like you going to fare any better? Because the key to Daly's power is patronage. He buys loyalty by handing out jobs. And you think you're above that? Well, I know I am. The job I really want is a job he can't give me. Which is what? His. 
State's attorney is just the beginning. I mean, you support me in November. Come 64, you're going to have a friend in the mayor's office who loves this city. And who doesn't have his hand in your pocket. They're, they're talking about Mayor Daly here. I'm glad the show got canceled because they, <laughs> they weren't prepared to deal with Chicago in 1963. No. Like, why do you, why do you so much more was coming. Chicago is such a fraught racial situation with Mayor Daley specifically, MLK, Malcolm X, like all the, the, the mm, civil got, rights they got, movement. They is, got black bunnies in there. They'll be fine. They did have a black bunny. <laughs> right. But uh, they needed bad bunny. If it went for eight <laughs> years, bad bunny would have made an appearance on this show. <laughs> That was that. Like, so you can hear with that scene with the mobster. I feel like I don't know if they were trying to go for like a sexual tension or something, but it was just flat, very flat. The whole thing. You could just hear how fucking like desperate that Dalton character wants to be Don Draper. <laughs> you think so? Don Draper. You yeah. got his name. Did yeah, you look it, it up? So in, no, I didn't look it up. I figured it out. Nice. It is like so well, what he has, like, at, like phrasing all of his answers and questions is like <laughs> Don Draper perfectly. Yes. Like, well, they're not looking for memories, are they? <laughs> it's like, okay, what? But this guy's like, patronage. Ah, I have it. It's like, it's just so fucking dumb, dude. I, I couldn't believe how big of a ripoff it was and like a bad ripoff. But the bunnies were hot, and there was one scene where they were, like, dancing and all, and that was fun. They, they were doing locomotion. Yeah, there was some music in the show that I did appreciate that I liked. There was... Eva Green. Yeah, there was a couple songs that they sang, and there was, um, yeah, and there was, like, a dance scene where they were all... Did they they made guys, all the bunnies live in the same house. That which, was kind of strange, right? The yeah. bunny mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Is that real, you think? I don't know. There were playmates who would occasionally be at the Playboy Club working as bunnies, but... If you were working as a bunny, you weren't necessarily a Playboy playmate. You right. Know? You were ugly. I, I <laughs> doubt you were ugly. There's a lot of beautiful... There's archival footage on the Boston.com about, like, of the women auditioning for Boston's Playboy Club. How That's are they? Just, I mean, they're all ugly. They're all, like, thin, <laughs> blonde, white women. It went, I would have I said, I need to go to Atlanta's Playboy Club. I think if I walked into that... Get some black excellence? Yeah. <laughs> No, that was like Playboy famously very uh, racially progressive, right? They published Malcolm X's autobiography. That's right. right. First. And, yeah. and Hustler published an interracial spread that got that uh, might have caused uh, Larry Flynn to get shot in the spine. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think that the world needs like a Hugh Hefner biopic. It's not going to happen for at least 50 years because if someone what? tried, I'll tell you why. If they tried... <laughs> They would try to view it through today's lens and try and like make a judgment on what it was. Yeah. I just want like someone to try and capture the moment in like a value free don't right. don't try and condemn it. Don't try and praise it. Just try and get like a very interesting portrayal. I say we get Quentin Tarantino to do it and then Hugh can say the N word. Then Hugh can just be at a huge N word. <laughs> right. Dude, Hugh Hefner also the first black late night television. Uh, comedian was Dick Gregory on the Hugh Hefner's Playboy show. Yes. Really? Yes. Damn, Playboy is just, uh, without Hugh Hefner here to spearhead social progress, <laughs> no wonder this country is falling into death. I mean, into we're oblivion. recording this on a holiday, a bank holiday in January that should be called Hugh Hefner Day. <laughs> 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 it is so I interesting mean, that Playboy gets like so much shit from I so mean, many different angles. I feel like from when I'm growing up, I don't think like anyone that I know of was overly 
derogatory towards Playboy when I was growing up. No, when I was, it was thought of as like just like a fun men's magazine. When Hef he was Hef a cartoonish guy who'd wear the bathrobe, he had like Playmate next door, all right. these weird. But when oaks. Hugh Hefner died, it was very much like some people were like, "What a great person for." You know, racial, yeah. whatever. And then there were also people like this guy's a total scumbag, yeah, who just loved like young nipples, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, he was dating like six women at the time of his death, right? He, he, yeah, Janet and Lee Way. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, half was half friends with Trump. He might have hated Trump. I don't know. No, he definitely liked Trump. No, he might have found Trump like too boorish and unfun because Trump was around when Hef was throwing parties. Do you think right. he was ever on the Lolita Express? No. No, you have to, wouldn't need to go on the Lolita Express. He just has a plethora of women by his side at all times. <laughs> and he could still get hard. They would talk about that in his bunny show. He would get he could still get hard? He would get hard and they would just fuck him. It was crazy, dude. <laughs> he was like eighty eight, getting railed. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys it's so bizarre? Do you guys envision so that for yourselves one day? A hundred percent. The half lifestyle. I think very few people could handle it. I don't think I'd be interested in the half lifestyle. No, because you. Yeah, no, it would be very difficult. Like it's hard enough being around a woman for one woman for that long. <laughs> Imagine having four or five. It's Classic. Like, Jesus Christ. Um. So, would you, did you ever work at the Playboy Bunny Mansion? I did. Or the actually. Playboy Bunny Club. I actually worked at the Playboy. Oh Bunny wow! Club, really? Which is weird. John? Yeah, you would think that this would have come up. But That's crazy, dude. <laughs> I did work at the Playboy Bunny Club. Let me tell you all about it in clip two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you want? I'm just, clip no, I'm two? just kidding. Oh. I was I was making a joke about uh, our inability up, to find about, what we're looking for. Yeah, about setting up the clips. Um. I, I actually know quite a bit about the inner workings of the Playboy Club as I spent quite a bit of time there in the 60s myself. In 1964, I was quite the hip cat. Opened my mind with psychedelic drugs, dropped out, tuned in, and wore huge <laughs> collared colorful clothing. I needed money to buy myself LSD, so I got a job at the Playboy Club in Chicago, bartending and making a little money on the side by selling pictures I would take of the bunnies when they weren't looking. I was the father <laughs> of the creep shot, a photo of a woman taken without her knowledge. Jesus. I took all the money I made. I know. I took all the money I made and used to buy huge amounts of LSD. I did it for money. I knew if I took enough, I would have the next great idea and make it big and finally have enough money to sweep my crush, Bunny Brandy, off her feet. All the LSD was activating, was activating my creativity centers in my brain, and I started having conversations regularly with a bar, tra- with a bar patron. His name was Larry Flint, and he liked my style. Together, we decided to open a new club in Daytona Beach, Florida, the Hustler Club. Nice. The Hustler Club was a lot like the Playboy Club. We had sexy girls, a show, and a great atmosphere. But the Hustler Club, the girls, the Hustler hoes, were all nude <laughs> and were required to do a full vaginal spread of their labia when they took your <laughs> drink order. Jesus. If you tipped more than 10%, the girls would pee on you. The club attracted scum and white trash who would gather to play Keno, smoke menthols, and watch live feeds of dog racing. All the most <laughs> disgusting white trash activities that a person can partake in. Uh, running the Hustler Club for Larry was a dream come true until I discovered that Larry Flint was hiding my share of the profits. I was pissed. And not because of the hustler hose peeing on me. Jesus. I was mad. I confronted Larry, but he blew me off. 
Not like a hustler hoe blowing me off either. Hey, <laughs> he canned my ass. And on March 6th, 1978, I shot Larry <laughs> Flint in the spine, <laughs> paralyzing him and later paid a white supremacist to falsely confess to the crime. Wow. I still go to the hustler club to drink and I always tip enough to get peed on. Damn, dude. <laughs> That's a really beautiful story. <laughs> Larry Flint's still alive? Oh, yeah. Larry Flint is still kicking. He's got a daughter that died. He also has another daughter that says that he was inappropriate there. Oh, Jesus. God. Not a good man. No. No, he is a good man. He says she's lying. He actually says she... <laughs> he actually says he has tapes of her confessing that it's a lie, but he has yet to release them. Interesting play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so I... <laughs> Real gamesman. Flint is always one step ahead. <laughs> so I actually worked at the Playboy Club uh, in the entertainment section. No way, dude. Yeah. Really? I was the house MC. I would make jokes about all types of people and about how annoying women are. Nice. The gr- uh, the the girls got a huge, the girls got a huge kick out of me, <laughs> and bunnies all thought I was very funny. I usually had sex with them after my sets. Nice. And Typical I would, of a male comedian. Yes. <laughs> it's because we are so funny. <laughs> and I would bust a nut on their face and make them say, I love your closer. <laughs> it was a great show, and I appreciated the opportunity. One night, though, after some of the local Yakuza were in town, I pointed out that they were Asian in a very tasteful, joking way that was common in the 60s. <laughs> The accuser did not appreciate this, <laughs> and they broke into my dressing room while one of the bunnies was blowing me, <laughs> and told her to get out of the room, so she hopped away. <laughs> Boy strapped me down to a table and spooned my eyeballs out with an ice cream Oh, scooper. my God. dude. Yeah, it was tough. I was now blind, a blind comic, and without the ability to see people's race and weight and disabilities, <laughs> I was no longer able to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I was kicked out of the club and forced to learn how to read Braille, which led me to my current job as a glory hole attendant. Wow. Yeah. Dude, yeah. very interesting. The first uh, photo editor of Playboy was a, a Japanese-American guy who had gone through internment. So really? the Yakuza could have been guests of <laughs> Kim. I forget what his name that was. That is but so I- funny that you say <laughs> you. that's... That you're like, I couldn't be funny without making funny people's race. <laughs> That's so good. Zach, were you in the, the Playboy area? No, I was a, I was a fan. I was a fan uh, of the okay. customer. Yeah. As a Playboy magazine subscriber, I decided to visit the Boston Playboy Club, which was open from 1971 to 1986 in Boston's <laughs> historic combat zone. Woo. I was driving up from my hometown of Situate, Mass, and it just stopped at this new coffee shop in Quincy called Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Armed with a large regular in the last six issues of my tattered Playboys, I rolled up to the club and asked to get in. They let me in, and it was wonderful. People of all races were hanging out and enjoying each other. The mood was so unifying that Whitey Bulger and Howie Carr were baby-birding pigs in a blanket into one another's mouth. I eventually wow. found a seat at the bar. I noticed that there were no women in the whole place, and even the Playboy bunnies were more like Playboy bears because they were all very <laughs> large buff men. <laughs> a black man turned to me and grabbed my hand and started hitting on me. He asked me if I wanted to dance, and I politely said no. 
He then left and said, I am comedian Paul Mooney, and you will never forget my name. <laughs> Years later, he had a reputation for making tons of jokes about white people, and he made a comment about the Boston Marathon where Mooney allegedly joked, quote, white people in Boston deserved what they got, and it was okay to lose a few limbs. As long as no blacks got hurt, it was okay. <laughs> End quote. So I didn't think much of it, and the Playboy manager came over and saw that I had a, had a rough interaction. So he walked over... And it turned out that this another young man that I met ended up having a much kinder response to the tragedy and to Boston. Hef had seen me and Paul have a tiff, and he introduced me to a young, strapping Dominican baseball player named Big Poppy. <laughs> the two of us hit us off and had a sensual <laughs> evening together, and years later, he had much kinder words for Boston after the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> he must have had a better experience with Boston men. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you hooked up with Big Poppy at the Playboy Club? I did. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he, it was. You know, we were both young fellas. But did we, uh, did he pause when he was making love to you and go, "This is our fucking culo"? He did actually. <laughs> I didn't speak any Spanish at the time, so I couldn't tell what he was saying. But that I do remember that. So this show's all about politics. We're in 2020. We will have a new president by next year. Yes. Let's finally do it, boys. Let's do our endorsement of the people running. All, all right. right. Yeah, I think we should probably just we should all endorse the candidate that we know we're going to endorse on the count of three. Okay. One, One two, two, three. Dog the bounty hunter. Beto. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, what would you say? Dog the bounty hunter. Uh, oh, I'm thinking Mike Bloomberg. I think <laughs> he is actually probably he's the series finale candidate because he's anti obesity, which is good for our pro obesity podcast because <laughs> we're also into sadomasochism. <laughs> so it really excites us to get a guy who stands so fervently against us. I can understand that. All right, John Paul, who do you think we should support uh, for president of the U.S.? Yes. I mean, it's Beto. It's got to be Beto. He was in a band, so Beto's and dropped out, hasn't run, he? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's out. Oh. He's out. He's been out for That's a while. That's the best way to win, though. That's the long con. People don't <laughs> even think you're running. That's the Larry Flint way. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I the New York Times editorial board endorsed Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar. Why would they endorse two? Yeah, you know what? I was listening to uh, I was listening to an MMA podcast, and a guy was the guy's a big basketball fan. Apparently, one year they gave out like two MVP awards, and he he said that was retarded. <laughs> he didn't say he didn't say it using that word. I don't know. When I read <laughs> but, they endorsed Amy Klobuchar, the comb that I was using to eat my salad fell out of my mouth. I don't even is that the Minnesota lady? Yeah, who like beats her staff. Yeah, she's a real <laughs> jerk, right? And has no no favorability at all. She's like not doing well at all. I've Why got to be Bernie all day, dog. Right. I'm, a, I'm a disgusting Bernie bro. Are you? Oh yeah. They think Bernie's Violent. too old and he doesn't work towards compromise and that we need someone who works towards compromise. I think they should have endorsed Pete, and I'm not sure why they didn't. Right. They uh, said he's never won more than 11,000 votes. What about Bloomberg? What's he doing? There was no, a minority you know, of people who did endorse Bloomberg. You know who I endorse. Oh. That guy who just has the good ads? Tom Steiner. Yeah, yeah dude. Famously I a love Steiner Tom guy. Steiner. Maybe no, I'll go with Yang. Oh, Yang. We, we are. We, we, we got to be a Yang. We're Yang gang. We're Yang gang. Yang. We're math, baby. Let's go. That's <laughs> because we can't read. Yep. Right? We're and math we need people. women assigned to us. At least one of us does. <laughs> How's Yang doing? I don't know. He's I think not he's... doing well. He has. Well, he wasn't at the. He, he didn't get enough to get on the last debate, but he's. He says he's not giving. He's not giving up. He says he's going to be on the next one. Good, dude. Go, all the way to the end, brother. Yeah, dude. Don't Why give not? Up. That's like, you know. Why I mean, doesn't he just file as an independent? Uh, cause then he would make enemies that way. I don't know. He'd probably get a nice book deal out of this. 
make a couple mil and then maybe I mean, like a just cabinet position. Bringing the concept of UBI to the forefront is like just, and I think it's doing a lot of good for like, not good for society. I don't know if you like, but it, it's definitely bringing the idea into the consciousness. And I think that when people hear about it, they'll be able to have their own takes on it. But right. not, before that, a lot of people just had no idea that a concept like this even existed. Right. And he is refusing to BDI with his UBI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not backing down. He's what going did BDI to the stand for in the last episode again? Uh, I forget. <laughs> it was back down immediately is what uh, we usually forget, say. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, I think Yang, I'm rooting for Yang. Yang gang. Yang gang 2020. Anything, anyone who's against Yang stands against the <laughs> proud Asian people. And the Asian, the Asian continent is the most numerous and most powerful continent It is in the weird world. that you don't see uh, more Asians being like, let's get Yang in there. You know, well, mostly it, it's like white guys on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest Yang fan I know is a black guy from Iowa. Yeah. Like, so like, where are the, where's the Asian support for the Yang gang? I don't know. Speak up. They're just <laughs> flipping out on Aquafina for using black scent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand any she's of that. She's doing the Aquafina's doing the announcement of the seven. Drink. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing it for the Creek in the cave. Right. Isn't <laughs> Harry Connabula has a new movie coming out about the evils of Aquafina, right? I, I, Does he really? Yeah. <laughs> he better. He better. After he bullied Hank Azaria. Because <laughs> oh, Hank is Azaria. a victim of Harry Connabula's <laughs> harassment. <laughs> okay. What um, did you guys think of? Uh, yeah, Maureen. So we got uh, Nick Dalton. He's running for a political office. He's, I guess, he runs this nightclub, but he has designs to be a big wig in politics. And he's handsome. He's white. He could pull it off, but not with this goddamn slut he's hooked up with. Right. So he needs a. He needs the daughter of a wealthy fucking guy, and so he starts hanging out with this wealthy chick. She is a lesbian, but his for some reason doesn't tell his fucking his girlfriend that he doesn't know oh, that for oh, a while. She gets yeah. pissed and jealous. She says, "Oh yeah, it's just for show." But they do share all these intimate conversations, and just, they kiss at one point. The who the, the lesbian? The lesbian and Nick Dalton. Do they? I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. do. They kiss in front time. of the dad. Does she yeah. have to? Uh, Does she have her eyes closed and she's thinking about it's a pussy? <laughs> <laughs> she puts a gold star over her thumb and just kisses the star. <laughs> oh man, gold star lesbian. That's the best. Um, I, I though the fact that they had like sexy lesbians, I thought was if if NBC had let that go. They would have really. It would have had a great second season. Do you think season. they should have renamed it yeah. "Sexy Lesbians"? <laughs> <laughs> this should have been on the Spice Network, and they should have just full on showed them licking clitoris. <laughs> Half wanted it to be on Bravo. Specifically, <laughs> he was like, "I hope Bravo picks it up." What? Yeah. Did you read Bravo uh, Half's thoughts on the show? Yeah, he just thought that it could do better off a major network. Right. It should have been on HBO. And it should have had better writers. The writers were horrible, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the. I mean, it's pretty by the numbers. And it's uh, also like, dude. Oh yeah, Mad Men's popular right now. Wait, five years till after make Mad Men it goes. All away. about half. Who cares about this Nick Dalton? But I do think that this is interesting in that um, usually when stuff like, like for instance, um, oh fuck, what was I going to think about? Like Game this, of Thrones. Yes, like Game of Thrones comes out, it's really popular, and shortly thereafter, Camelot comes out. Um, right. Maybe, maybe it's not exactly Marco ripping Polo. it off, but it's sort of like riding that wave. And this was probably doing something very similar for Mad Men, riding right. that similar but wave. But what are the shows that have ridden the wave that have succeeded? That's like more of my question. <sighs> like yeah, Frasier. I mean, a lot of Cheers spinoffs. Frasier, Wings. 
<laughs> no, no. You just got wings in the brain, oh, dude. No, the the true answer is Parks and Rec. Oh okay. yeah, there were quite a few. But things that rode the wave of the office mockumentary that worked. Like what? And that was a very specific time. Yeah. Uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yep. Is 30 Rock in there or no? Not really. It's not a mockumentary. I don't know. I know. I never really saw Community? Community. Community is not a mockumentary at all. Community rode the wave. They rode the wave. They rode the wave. (laughs) They were very absurdist and surrealist, whereas... Parks and Rec and The Office are firmly rooted in reality. And I like mean, awkward sort bosses. of. By the end of The Office, I mean, Kevin is a full-blown retarded man. <laughs> I never really watched The Office <laughs> before. Right. But, uh, okay, so that's fine then. This show just didn't ride the wave well. No. Uh, Curb rode the wave of Seinfeld. Mulaney <laughs> successfully rode the wave of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I had a chance to go to Mulaney's uh, taping of, of his show, which is another like show. It was canceled. I mean, oh, not almost as, immediately. Almost immediately. I mean, this beats it out. This, this. I don't know. It would be. It would be a challenge to find a show that was canceled on episode two. I don't know if we could even do it. Right. We should this actually is, look. How how many episodes Mulaney get? Six? We I should watch so. the Mulaney one. Yeah, I bet we'd like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could do that. But... All right. Um, let's do a meme minute. Yeah, absolutely. A we meme do minute. Need to, we, the meme minute has been requested as part of the folk uh, of the show segments. Yes. We will find a spot for it where we'll try and do it consistently. But yeah. right now, we're just figuring out where we want to stick it. And we're continuing to grow and evolve as a show, just like the Playboy brand continues to grow and evolve. It started out as uh, straight titties straight up titties and now it's become so much more it's accepting of sexuality or if you're not accepting of sexuality right that will be it's for guys that are regular and guys that are into feet like Zach right in the next three years they'll probably have a a trans they've already had a trans playmate really yeah last year really who was it some Filipina trans playmate did they have her pussy in it no they never do for anyone but they don't show, they don't like do up close of the pussy, but you can see it still. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I saw China's pussy in Playboy. You did? Wait, China was in Playboy? But Ch- yeah. China's pussy was huge. <laughs> you could see You're right. it from By when I said when I said Playboy, I said I saw it on a Playboy <laughs> magazine cover from the moon. <laughs> That's what I meant. Poor China. <laughs> R.I.P. China. We're sorry what happened to you. All right, let's do a meme minute. Here. Meme minute. Okay. Playboy meme minute club. for the Playboy Nick Club. Dalton. Uh, okay. God. Undercover investigators. Mm. Ready? Ready? Oh. What's the name of the girl, Dolores? Maureen? Maureen. The, Maureen, the killer no, the, one? The, the, the Chicago reporter. Oh, I forget. This oh. is going to be bad, but I'll get it going. I think it's Dora. Dora, Dory. Whatever. Um, Bob <laughs> Woodward. Uh, I'm Colin. I'm gonna go investigate Nixon with a guy named Deep Throat. Okay, Dora from Playboy Club, hold my beer. Ah, okay. I don't even get it. I, get it. Like, I got one. I got one. She's a journalist, right? right? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Nixon investigation. All right, I got one. Black power fist. Okay, embracing white power fist. Right? Mm-hmm. You know that one of them holding hands. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Black power fist. Hugh Hefner is a god for helping black people move forward in society. Uh, I know what you mean. White power fist holding the black power fist saying, oh, the white power fist says, Hugh Hefner is a a piece of shit. Oh, no, I fucked it up. Work it out. Work it out. All right. Hugh Hefner is a piece of shit for not for taking advantage of women. 
And what are they in unity to, though? Yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah, problem. You, the point, the whole thing with the the black arm, white arm is that they're they're, they're together. They're together. So yeah. what would it be? It would be black power, fist, black arm, unity. Um, <laughs> Hugh Hefner is awesome for helping black artists. White power, fist. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna cut out all. I'm gonna snip out all the things you saying. White power. White power, fist. Uh, <laughs> Kids seeing their first nipples. <laughs> Hugh Hefner's Playboy magazine is what they unite over. Uh, Drake. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Uh, LeVar Burton pushing. Okay. LeVar Burton pushing away because Drake's got allegations. <laughs> LeVar Burton pushing away. Uh, getting shot in the spine <laughs> and having your daughter make allegations <laughs> that you sexually abused her. Picture of Larry Flynn. <laughs> LeVar, Port- LeVar Burton pointing and smiling, uh, dying at 80, dying at like 90 years old, being fucked by hot blondes, right? All right. Big brain. Playboy is regressive and not feminist. Okay. okay. Huge brain. Sex work is feminist. Okay, okay. I'm on board. Galaxy brain. Anyone who hasn't posed nude for the male gaze is a regressive Prude and anti-woman. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, okay. we got some memes out uh, there. Right, no. Uh, We're on the board, folks. Distracted boyfriend. Okay. okay. Wandering eye boyfriend. Wandering, I, I like to be precise and I meme in it. Right. Wandering, Wandering eye, boy. eye boyfriend. Playboy next to me. Right, the guy's in the middle. That's Zach, right? Okay. <laughs> Playboy. Guy, uh, is is the, the woman that's like... He's Look, next to girlfriend. Right? Girlfriend. Playboy's his it's girlfriend. It's just a Playboy magazine. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. I'll yes, make it. Yes. I'll make it. Playboy's girlfriend. <laughs> Zach looking over his shoulder at the sexy lady who's just a big foot behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you nailed it. After the after saying white power so many times in a row, That's you a, nailed it. I was trying to explain the meme. Yeah, white power fist is a hilarious way to put it. <laughs> It sounds like a fucking band that I should not be Dude, listening I to. Will, I will cut up a Jack just saying white power every time until it's just like Jack, white power, white power, white power fist. Damn it, dude. I was explaining the meme. All right. In a picture um, of Jack with his dreadlocks. <laughs> All right. This is, uh, this is um, me sitting down. John Paul and Zach saying, we're going to cut up a clip making you say white power. I, I'm going to head out. Oh, white. I'm going to head out. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Uh, let's do a deep October mode. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, not, uh, we're not a deep. We got, we got another. We got one more clip. Oh, uh, we do. Yes. All right. Play the clip. I made the clips. Can we use them in the show? Yes. Yes. You? You're going to have to go in and fix the clips. What's going to play in clip two? Uh, clip two. We are going to hear. Um. Uh, the, the the reporter who uh, who ex- who infiltrated them is exposed, but they got to do some damage scroll. In this clip, we hear uh, a nice Morning. little cameo at the end from Hugh Hefner. It's her night off. We have a problem. You all know Bunny Doris. Well, it turns out Doris. you don't. Doris is a reporter for the Chicago Daily News. <gasps> now, but she, she came here with the intent to write an expose, so if any of you said anything to her that you think I should know about, now is the time to come forward. Anyone? Mm-hmm. 
Yes. F. I, no, I know. We have a reputation. I, but there's uh, no such thing as bad publicity. Except in this case. Oh, boy. What did they tell her? What did they tell her? Everything. Details about each other. The club, the key holders, even F. <laughs> My mother told me to go to medical school, become a podiatrist. Everybody's got feet. Did I listen? No. Where are you going? My club, my mess. Ugh. That's a great example of how stupid the writing is. <laughs> and how, like, self-important is my club, my mess. Like, they thought that was so cool. I like the guy doing the Chicago accent, though. I think that's a fun accent. It is a fun it's accent. A Chicago accent. Tough Tough Chicago accent. I feel like accent. it's not that hard. I, oh, I just <laughs> fucked it up. Podiatrist. Yeah, Everyone's like got this. feet. Uh, Duh, bears. Thank you. <laughs> how can I help you? My name is... I'm a huge <laughs> Chicago Bears fan. That's a Shrewsbury accent. <laughs> <laughs> we get a little cameo in that. Hugh Hefner on the phone being upset about uh, the expose. Who plays Hef? I don't know. Uh, he might have played himself. He was alive. I think Trump could play a good Hefner. You in think a so? cameo role. What, do you think... What's like go over Hefner's dong size? Hefner? Yeah, I bet you Hefner doesn't have a huge piece, but I no. bet he's a I nice I bet it's girth. just like Bill Clinton's. Do you want me to read Bill Clinton's <laughs> d- description? Uh, description yeah. of Bill Clinton's penis? Yeah, it's been read into the congressional record. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to hear it. I bet you it's seven um, inches with a nice girth. Bill Clinton? Really? Hugh no, Hef. Yeah, he would have two inches on uh, Bill. Bill's a fiver? Yeah. Oh, nice. Good Ready? to know I'm presidential. Like, <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Souvenir, blah, blah, blah. So many pens. Okay, I accidentally hit pens. Uh, Bill Clinton. Do, do, do. No moles, no growths, but Bill has blemishes. This is from 1997 <laughs> in The Independent. Okay, this is the quote. In terms of size, shape, direction, whatever the devious mind wants to concoct, the president is a normal man. There are no, there are no blemishes, no moles, and no growths. And then it says, do his erect penis is about five inches long, has the circumference of a quarter, a shade less than a two pence coin, and heads off at an angle, presumably rather like a finger bent at the joint. Ooh. <laughs> it's insane that this had to be reported on. No, I, I, I made sure of it. <laughs> I made sure of it. I wanted everyone to know. Put the word out there. Yeah. So anyone... The thickness of a quarter, baby. <laughs> That's what I tell them at the bar. Try, try I, and put that in your laundry machine, okay? <laughs> Laundry's free, because old Billy got a lug. <laughs> hey, I want to give you four pumps of a quarter. I'll give you a dollar. Oh, gross. <laughs> All right, let's like do a Deepak Chopra. Oprah. Yeah, let's do a Deepak Chopra. So a moment that we liked about right. the show. Something uh, even if we didn't like the show. Which... I like this. My Deepak Chopra moment would be the singing. I enjoyed the singing ah. scenes. And I thought that the show would have been better off had they followed the entertainers that go in and out of the Playboy Club. My Deepak Chopra moment was that women guests were cool hanging out at the Playboy Club and they still thought it was cool. Yeah, I can see that. My Deepak Chopra moment was uh, an employer that gives you a room and board. That seems like a great fucking deal. You hang out in this room with all these hot chicks. You do the locomotion. You rub each other when you're late at night, (laughs) just reading the description of Bill Clinton's penis. (laughs) Hey, uh, take a look at my (laughs) lug. 
<laughs> All righty, let's do a role play. Let's do a role play. Right. Let's do a role play. All right, I'll be Bill Clinton from 1993. Oh, no, 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 93, no, Bill. No, 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 we're not doing that role play. I then. might be Bill. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of I'll, in a Bill mood. If you want to be Bill, then I will be. Uh, I'll be Maureen. I run the nightclub. You guys are coming to it. You well, if you're Maureen, why you're don't you be Hillary? Buddy. No, I'm going to be Hef. Okay, okay, fine. Bill and Hef, and you got. I run. I'm a bunny at the pool club. Hey, Hef, my girl. Hey there, uh, Maureen. Hef, I was talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm a Rhodes Scholar. I'm. There's a lady present. Hey, and, uh, I'm always paying attention to Hello. ladies. You know me. You, hey, you. I, 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 I just, uh, I just. Whoa, requested, now she's talking over you. I, I mean, agree. that's just melting. <laughs> I requested three days off, and I still haven't heard back from HR yet. Ah, well, that's because I did a little three digging. days off. You want to get off for three days? Hey, I call was, old Uncle Willie. <laughs> I was talking to you, actually. What? I was talking to you. Hugh, Hugh, or you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you? Were, I was talking to you, or I was talking to Hugh? Bill, <sighs> you, you're, 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 you're drunk, Bill. I'm not drunk. I got hard of hearing. <laughs> my father, he made me play the saxophone. I'm sorry, it blew Bill. Blew my ears. Bill, before we go with this conversation, could you just tell me what year it is right now? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay, I think it's like 1969. Okay, oh. I was supposed to be in Vietnam, but I went over to Oxford Got so it. I could avoid the draft. Okay, and lie back. And it's 1969, Bill. So I want you to yeah. know, Maureen, you are in danger still. So keep that in mind. Why? 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 In danger? Why? That's not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I saw your I saw your request for time off. I I figured it was for an abortion, so I wanted to go ahead and deny that. It was for two abortions, actually. One for my um, vagina and one for my anus. What? <laughs> you yes. need an anal abortion? <laughs> I do need an anal abortion. Um, the man from Dubai was in earlier, Ooh. and you know he only does butt stuff. So, <laughs> well, I'd like to remind you that uh, this is not a <laughs> prostitution club. Uh, oh. Anything you do is uh, is solely on your discretion. Oh, wait, wait a second. Are of you course. telling me? There's no no <laughs> prostitution at the club. Well, no, there is prostitution at the club, but it's just not under my direct and control. And Bill, it's not prostitution. You can just force me to do it. I wouldn't do that. Yes, you would. No. You use your power and influence a lot. No, not necessarily. I let my power and influence speak for itself, and I let the ladies come on over. I, I think that's not true about future you. Well, it's 1969. <laughs> I can't, cannot predict nor comment upon the future. All and right. do not let my statements now be any indication of how somebody playing me in a role play may feel about me. All right. So what I just want you to know. I ain't vegan yet, and I haven't given up eating fish. Have you given been, given up eating anus yet? Because I could get a mouth abortion done. <laughs> on my I, anus. I don't understand why you've come around here to be so crass. <laughs> well, well, I actually that's the one of the main reasons I invite you out tonight. I know you're uh, committed to pro-choice mentalities, and uh, hell, I need to be. Otherwise, I'd have ten, twenty babies. <laughs> and Maureen here has decided that she has made a choice that she wants you to tongue stab her dirt star <laughs> until the uh, until that oh. until you kill that hey, fetus growing inside there. He, I'll, I'll do love it, but, uh, when you talk like that. But don't let any of my Italian friends hear about this. <laughs> Why are they eating the fungu? No, they don't eat pasta for you. <laughs> I was telling my Italian friend that I was using my tongue. He said, hey, Maron, I got to Bill, what's happening to you? <laughs> You're changing. 
<laughs> no, I said, hey, I'm coming to Chicago. I got to eat. Oh, my Lucky, God. Lucky Lucino. You know, I got to go down. I got to eat. I got a little. You can't even wear on this. A, wearing a beautiful off-the-rack suit. Now uh, it looks like you're wearing an Adidas hey, outfit. Hey, it's Oh, my God. Capone, it's spreading. Yeah, it's God. spreading. <laughs> Maureen, what happened to hey, you? Hey, you. The only spreading I want to hear <laughs> is from a Maureen. All right. Hey, oh, don't touch me. Oh. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Give me some respect. <laughs> hey, put respect on my name when you talk about hey, it. Hey, hey, oh, hey. Hey, you, what are you wearing a bathroom <laughs> for? You should be in a tracksuit by his yeah. Hey, you can't get an abortion. That would go against God and Mary, Mother Mary. Hey, hey. kiss the ring for my sister. Rest in, rest in peace. Her soul. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I forgot about your sister. Hey, Every day hey, I wake up, what, uh, I pray to Mother Mary. I say, "Watch out what, for Vinny." Sister. What if we, uh, what if we all got naked and maybe started doing the old rusty trombone hey, to each other? I beat you to it. My pants are <laughs> around the floor like it was a couple of krauts in World War Two. Huh? I'm leaving the gold chain on. We. <laughs> 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 <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, uh, I give this show a one. This Real show, bad. I give this show. Uh, I give this show. Wait, keep, keep going. Keep. I'm sorry. I I Real it. bad. I hated it, and um, it really. Has, I wish it never existed. Yeah, I give it a zero. Bad plot, bad acting, no originality. Desecrated, a brilliant brand. That's what I was waiting for. Uh, yeah, I give this show a one. Uh, a poor imitation. Uh, a poor imitation in a bad home, but um, uh, an interesting footnote in TV history. Good night, Good night America. America.